What's up, guys? Welcome back to this next episode of the Your Daily Pass podcast. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today. We are rolling with a conversation. We are sharing stories. We are breaking down stigmas. All the good stuff. And rocking it while doing it. Yeah, we're modest over here. So we know that you are going to enjoy this next episode. Sit back, relax. And enjoy. Yeah. Buckle up. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Melanie Sobosinski. I am a certified integrative nutrition coach, a life coach, and a personal trainer. And I help women in their 40s feel comfortable and confident in their skin by ending the vicious cycle with yo-yo dieting and ending the battle with food and their bodies. Um, So much of what we have done in the past when we get to our 40s has slowed our metabolism and has really done wreaked havoc on our hormones. So by the time we hit 40s, we have a little damage control that we need to put in place. So I am out to disrupt the diet industry, not only for women in their 40s, but to also stop the cycle for this next generation, our daughters. Fiona, we are back. We are. We are back with another conversation. And we are here to disrupt everybody. Exactly. Exactly. We're living our best life. But what we've... What we've talked about and why we're excited about this conversation is because the diet industry is a massive, and I mean, who knows how much money is in the diet industry, right? Yeah, Like, it would be mind- Gazillions. Yeah, absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. But what I love about this one is Melanie is here to- really change our thoughts yeah. and really give advice for the people in their 40s, so the women in their 40s. Well, I think that's it. Like diet culture, we talk about it and it's like from when you're a, a, ch- a child mm-hmm. all the way through. So to have it and go, all right, we're going to have a conversation in your 40s, here's some things. Yeah. This is the one to listen to. This is the and one to listen to. not just for you, which is the bit that I'm very excited about. Yes, exactly. She's already brought up about her daughters and why <laughs> this is important for our daughters. So, And we all together, we got daughters. So we are going to have a rip-up conversation with Melanie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yes, it is always great to have a conversation. But I think when it gets to be an, such an authentic conversation... Yeah. That's when it's truly beautiful. So to start us off, Melanie, kick us into gear and tell us what you're all about. Oh, well, how much time do we have? Um, (laughs) I'm really about disrupting the diet industry because they have taken so much money from us. I mean, if if you go back to my backstory, it started at 14. Um, So I have, it's unfolded into all these things. And even as I worked in the industry of fitness, I felt like it got worse. So I see all these things that continually go on and they prey on our insecurities. So I am pulling back the curtain. I am dropping the truth bombs. Sometimes F-bombs also come out with it because I'm just, I'm completely ticked off at the diet industry and it hurts my heart to see how it happens generation after generation after generation. Yeah, that is so true. And I think the generational thing is why 
you know, we t- we talked about the women in their forties, but this is why it's so important because yeah. it's a generational thing. Well, and you think about when you're in your forties, like a lot of people have got daughters who or children, the boys as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Who t- they're totally taking notice of what you're doing, aren't they? Like in your forties is when you're like a real role model for them. Yeah, they're at an age where they're going to remember. They're listening to what you're doing. They're seeing what you're doing, and if you're rolling with some bullshit, it's not going to work out. Yeah, that is exactly right. So, you know, quickly beforehand, we had the conversation, Melanie, and it was about how, you know, you talked to us about how what we did in our 20s and our 30s just doesn't work as much in our 40s. And can you explain that line? Well, let's see. When we get seasoned is what I call it up in that age group, um, we start to hit perimenopause and menopause and our metabolism slows. And the reason why it slows for most women is because of what we've been doing all this time by trying to lose weight. So our metabolism is slow. And when that slows down, our hormones have what I call WTF moments. Like our body just isn't sure what the hell it's supposed to be doing because of all of this, and I'm going to call it damage. And, and I apologize ahead of time if, if people are shocked by what I say, but it's damage control. We have, it's so much easier to, to do it in your twenties and thirties because these hormonal things aren't happening. And we're just creating more chaos by putting a, you know, quick fix bullshit promise diet on top of it. And that is, it changes for us. So then that frustration comes in and that, that mindset comes in and that body shaming of like, Oh, I should be thin or I used to be thinner or this diet worked for me when I was this age. And it, it doesn't work. And I'm here to tell you that it's okay that it doesn't work. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's the diets and they are there. I, I believe it's like a 72 We're I'm just going to say kajillion dollar industry. I know that's not a real number, but it is so far up there that they just keep coming out with new ones and they just package it differently with the shiny bow. And, you know, they show you these fancy and this is what catches people is the before and after pictures or the, Hey, you look great. Have you lost weight type thing? But nobody knows what goes on in between that before and after and in the after after, because so many people struggle to keep that weight off because what they're doing is unrealistic and their body's fighting back. Their metabolism is slowing down because they're not eating enough. Their hormones are having these WTF moments and we're not listening to what is actually happening to our bodies. And when we get to our forties, if we don't listen, then our health starts to suffer even more. Wow. Isn't that crazy to think? Cause you don't, when you're young, you're just like, we're living for now. We're not worried about later. Yeah. Imagine if you knew this when you're in your twenties. Gosh, oh, no, yeah. you're still there. Well, I'm, I'm still there. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've got, oh, you got one, one more year to turn it around. <laughs> but it, it is it is so true. Like And like you say, the the money that comes from diet culture to start with yeah. is shockingly enormous. You know what I mean? Like we are never actually really going to know the full extent of that. But I think it's just one of those things that, like you say, it's just getting packaged different. The wording is just different. You know what I mean? Everything is still the same. It's just a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Some different celebrity comes along and endorses it and everyone's right there. (laughs) That's exactly right. And so, I mean, you take this really personally too. We can see that with you and you were so passionate about it. You've obviously had a lot of women over the time and over your career go through this. Absolutely. Um, A lot of them come to me because they're like, nothing's working anymore. You know, so then 
you know, I have this program called the CERNA method and each little letter stands for something and we get to R, which is restorative. And that's a healing process because for each person it's, it's on a different level. You know, these diets are cookie cutter and we get to this healing part of it. And is it mindset? Is it metabolism? Is it something that you were told when you were little? There's just so many things that we see that have gone on that, and I don't like to use, you know, negative words, but it's, it's damaged us. It has turned us into these people who we don't like our bodies. We look at exercise as punishment and food as either a reward or something we have to continue to restrict. And I'm like, why can't you just enjoy food? Cause we don't trust ourselves when we get to this age around food. Cause there's good and bad food on these diets. I don't do that. There's no wagon to fall off of. It's like, this individual blueprint of you understanding you and having this transformation that these diets aren't teaching you, you know, there's this whole thing that you have to understand about you and it goes on just a a way different level than just what your size of pants are and what that number is on the scale. Wow. Yeah, that is so true. And I love that you actually just brought up about the wagon thing, because I feel like that is such a damaging thing in itself, right? We're either on the wagon or we have unbelievably fallen off the wagon. Like those wheels are gone. There's no wagon left anymore. And we get, we get this mentality that it's such an all or nothing, but we forget that life is there Mm. and it's there to be lived. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I can't, I can remember myself and this gets me choked up. You know, I've got three kids. And I can remember in my dieting days where there was good food and bad food. And it was like, Hey, can we have a fire tonight and have s'mores? And I was like, Fuck. I was doing so good on my diet. I would get angry mm. missing out on that or missing out on having ice cream. And it's like, when it's a food that's not forbidden from the restriction of a diet, guess what? You enjoy it. You don't crave it and you don't binge on it, but there's that mindset around it. It's like, I can't have that or I'll gain weight. And to understand that food is not something that either has you always gaining weight or has you being afraid of it. It's, you know, like how how many things are centered around food, birthday parties, weddings, all this stuff. And it's like, Ooh, we have, it's a cheat day. And then it turns into the cheat week and the wagon. I'm like, we burn the wagon. There's no wagon. There's no pass fail. There's no start stop because we do these 30, 60, 90 day things. And you're being told exactly what to do, what kind of workout to do, what, what you're supposed to eat, when you're supposed to eat it, supplements, which some of them are filled with such crap that they're so counterproductive to any kind of weight loss. It's like, why are we so, we were not put here to just lose weight or to be on a diet or to count our macros. Because like when I'm in my seventies, I don't want to look back and be like, oh, I wish I would have counted how many calories I had on that day instead of enjoying and being in the moment. Like that little kid that eats those chicken nuggets. I don't know if you've ever seen, I think it's a little girl and she's like just dancing. Why can't we do that? Oh, don't eat those. You might get fat. And it's like, oh, we need to stop thinking that way. Yeah. And it really surprises me. Well, not really, because I mean, I've been in the same mindset too. And I don't really know of a single female personally that hasn't been in this mindset. Right. Oh yeah. But I, It interests me that the language we use around diet, good, bad, great, 
so unhealthy. Oh my God. You you know, that's shit food. This is good food, you know, healthy, non-healthy. And all these terms that we use, they can become so intense that it is like death and like sickness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I felt so bad. Like, oh, you know, and I just feel so good now. And the way we talk and the way we compare food, something oh yeah, so innocent to these massive things is just crazy yeah yeah it's I, I it's it's very disordered it's such a disordered way of eating that people don't understand it and then some people get so angry and they're like but but that promotes obesity and I'm like but really doesn't like get deeper into it and understand that we're learning to understand our bodies and yeah we're learning to you know, there's a whole part on nutrition that I teach and it's real nutrition. It's not restriction. It's like, what does your body need? Because we are all different. You know, you can have someone that as, as a healthy, and I'm quoting that and clearly it's healthy, but you know, like, let's just say spinach, you know, someone could eat that until the cows come home and they like it. Some people don't like it and it makes them sick. Like there's actual food sensitivities and it's like, those are healthy foods but they're not healthy for you because of how your body responds. So that I, I kind of dig on that level too, but it's like, we don't understand what nutrition really means because we're so busy counting the numbers yes. that we're not even giving ourselves enough. Yes. Yeah. That is it's like so we've true. lost control of just going, you know what? That looks really good. I might have some. Instead, right. we're all just like, you know, we're just focusing on the numbers and it just teaches your kids what? It doesn't yeah. teach them anything good. No. Right. Yeah. It is it is and, so th- th- and that's that's so huge like when it comes to you know watching your kids and yeah, they eat junk food. Yeah, they, you know, do these things. I mean, it's not like my kids eat it all the time because I don't offer it all the time only because there's when you say good or bad, I'm like some foods really do have some crappy ingredients in them. So we need to do it in moderation, but I'm always like, you know what? And, and look, I always use Oreos as an example because they're kind of filled with junk, but if they're at a party, I'm going to eat them because before when I would restrict them, it would be like, I'll just have a little bite. I'll just have a little bite. And then it was like, you, you just plowed the whole package and you're like, Oh, of course you're going to feel like crap you eat a whole package of anything you're going to feel like crap then there's the feelings of guilt and shame and i better work out a little bit harder tomorrow and, and you know eat a salad with only uh, and just dip the, the lettuce in the dressing so i don't get too much and it's like this obsession has got to stop because it's it's put out there i mean like i used to promote this bullshit and i'm like i cannot believe where i was at with it and i'm like it didn't work for me i struggled emotionally with it even when as a personal trainer when i fit that part of the personal trainer of being you know they use these words like lean and thin and cut and all these like when i fit that part i still hated what i saw in the mirror mm. so smaller is not healthier smaller is not always better smaller is not always more worthy there's nothing wrong with having a weight loss goal but you need to really understand, which is the C, the core part of my program. Like you really need to understand why, because some people will say, well, I just kind of want to lose weight so I can, um, I can fit into my clothes. And that's great. But like, if these are clothes from like eighth grade, like sister, your body changes. <laughs> like you should not, why do you want to fit into those? I mean, maybe they're back in style again now, but we need to really understand why it is that we want to lose weight. Cause yes, for some people it's a health aspect, but 
does that number always equal health? If you're fighting so hard not to eat these things and you're like hating and shaming and just not happy, where's the health in that? Oh, but the number on the scale is smaller. Well, what the F is, you know, like, it's like what, this is what has been imprinted into our mind. It's on the commercials, it's on social media. And now these younger kids are seeing it. And there was this TikTok thing of like, what I eat in a day. And these are these young girls eating like a leaf of lettuce and what, and they're like, oh, I've lost this weight. And I'm like, and this is what we do. This is what these younger kids do. And a lot of my clients that come to me were like, well, my grandma put me on a diet when I was 10 years old because she told me I was fat. And she told me if I ate too many cookies, I'd be fat. And, and then you'd have people who say my mom was always on a diet. So I always saw her on a diet and mom was miserable. So she shamed me for eating the cookies that she couldn't have or she'd get fat. So we just continually, it's like it's, the cycle just keeps repeating itself. And I'm like, it has to stop because our kids they deserve better. And the diet industry does not need our money anymore. They just prey on our insecurities every, and you notice that it always comes out at those certain times of year, like after the first of the year. And lately it's like, Hey, the COVID 15. And I'm like, if that is all you're worried about right now is, is this little bit of weight that maybe you put on, we've got a problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if that is where you're at with it, we have a problem. And it's so much like, Oh, I, my pants are tight. And that this was the mindset I used to have. It's like you put the pants on and they were tight, but you're like, well, I just wore them and they weren't tight. And it's like, maybe you're bloated. Maybe you haven't pooped. Maybe you ate something that you retained some water. But in, in our minds, it's like, we need to want to diet tomorrow. Like that's how we are programmed to think. And I'm like, this has to stop because all these quick fixes and all these meal replacement shakes and fat burners are doing so much damage to not only our metabolism, our hormones are, you know, like I, I kind of mess up my thyroid. I've had thyroid issues forever. So I was kind of like, Hey, let's not mess it up. But your bodily functions are not working right when we're trying to starve ourselves thin. And this whole 1200 calorie thing, I don't know where that came from as the be all end all, but I'm like, the two-year-old eats more than 1200 calories. Like the numbers just, it becomes this obsession. And it was for me. And I was like, this, this is not the life I want to live. I know there's more people out there like that, that don't want to live that. And it's like, you would be surprised how many people are just like, I have tried everything. And then, you know, what worked for me 10 years ago doesn't work. And it's like, we need to understand ourselves and understand why that's not working for us and understand what will work. Yeah. So, so oh, sorry, Fiona, you go. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, what I really loved about what you were saying there at the very start was, do you actually want to lose weight? You know what I mean? Like, is it, you know, is it a trend, you know? Oh yeah, no, I'm on a diet. And can't people just be fucking happy with the way that they look? You know what I mean? Like if you see somebody who's not on the diet, you're like, oh really? You're not on a diet? Are you sure? Like, "Mm, you're not on a diet? What's going on there? You know what I mean? Like, why is that even a thought? Like if you're freaking happy. Like, why do we put our own personal insecurities onto somebody else? Because we are obviously so insecure about ourselves that, you know, if somebody's not, it's like, Then why? they've got an issue. Then they, then they That's have, their issue, what? not your issue. Right. And, and it's kind of like, mm, you're happy the size you are? Mm. But should you be happy that size? You know, like, it, it's, it's mind-blowing the things that can go through one's head. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'm like... 
I still, and it's like, you still, I always tell people, I'm like, look, there were a lot of habits I had to change. Like if you're this habitual yo-yo dieter, that's number one habit that we have to kind of reverse and make a better habit. But there were so many habits and mindset things that just in my own transformation that I had to work on. And it's not, I always tell people like, it's not daisies and butterflies and roses every day. Like I still will get those thoughts of, oh, maybe it would just be easier to go on a diet. And then I remember like, it comes back like this now. Cause before I was like, oh yeah, I diet. It was the only thing that would fix. But it's like, if you're not happy here at your current state, there's something else going on. It's like, what is the root issue? What is the root cause of why you're feeling this way? Because happiness is a feeling. It's not a number on a scale. It's not the size jeans you wear because the only person that knows that, unless you're out there advertising it, the only person that knows that is you. So where's your self-worth at? And we tie it so much to the number on the scale. Or You can look and feel and be beautiful and happy and healthy without changing that number. Because I help my clients define what health means. Of course, we don't want high cholesterol. We don't want high A1C. You know, we don't want to be borderline with high blood pressure, borderline for stroke. So yeah, those are numbers that really you should pay more attention to because you can be, you know, 125 pounds and all those numbers could be really high, the other ones. And some people don't care because they just want that smaller body. And I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to stop this. And there are a lot of health coaches like myself out there that are out there like, this has got to stop. And I mean, we're just a small number and I feel like it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And people just will continue, like I said in the beginning, to go back to that quick fix but then what happens is I've got people coming to me that are like, I really need to lose the 10 pounds that I just put on plus 20 more from the diet I was on before. And I'm like, okay. And some people, I'll be really honest. Some people, when they work with me, they forget they even wanted to lose weight because they find the happiness in all these other things. Like with integrative nutrition, there's two different plates. You know, there's primary foods and secondary and primary is not what we're eating. It's so many other different levels. And I work on a lot of that in my program. And I'm like, we have to understand ourselves. And sometimes it's like, you're, you're in a bad relationship and that makes you feel like you can't control something. So we go to a diet to control it. So there's so many other factors. And that's why I'm always like, we have to get to that root cause. Why do you want to lose weight? And sometimes that totally goes away. And some people take longer to go through that transformation. Um, but one of them within like the first week, she's like, oh my gosh, I have always just been like, okay, what is, what is it? What's going to be the thing that works for me? She's like, what is going to be the next thing? She's like, in this whole time, I'm kind of waiting for you to tell me like what I'm supposed to do. She's like, and then I was watching some of the videos and I was like, Oh, like she just had this big aha moment of like, this is how I've been thinking this whole time. And I keep going back to what hurts me, meaning like the diet, she feels like a failure. She feels like she hasn't, isn't worthy. And she's like, but I keep going back to that. And I've realized now that that's not what I need to go back to. So she's like, I, I do like, I have so much energy now. I feel so much better. I'm, I'm happy. She's like, I'm enjoying food. I know what my body needs. And I'm like, yes, like this is the transformation. This is the key that these diets 
are not putting out there. It's an exercise program and here's what you're supposed to eat. And there's sometimes it's not that piece, that mindset piece that's missing. And for everyone, that's different. Mm, I absolutely love that. Me too. And that's the thing that was popping up for me before is just listening to you talk and saying, you know, for so many people, it's all about the scale. So as their weight number goes down, so does their happiness. And it's just, is it worth it? Is it worth it? If you work on your mindset and your own self and just work on being happy, the rest will come. We're not all supposed to be tiny, tiny. We're all just supposed to be happy. It's funny you bring that up, Fiona, because I saw an interview with a Victoria's Secrets model. Um, It was only in the last day or two too. And it was really interesting. She was sort of not, I don't want to say lashing out, but she was like, this was ridiculous. You know, she said her mental health, she was literally living off anxiety tablets, depression tablets. She was listening, living off all the pills, right? She said my career, and see, this is where it was so hard for her because she said my career skyrocketed the more my mental health went down. And she said I was that hungry that she tried to see how long she could go without eating. She went for three days and had to have something to eat because she was passing out but was pissed off that she didn't make five days. Holy. (gasps) But, like, why? She was was more cranky that she didn't make five days than she was about the whole situation. Obviously, she's turned a corner and she's like, oh, my God, this is fucking ridiculous, right? And she's obviously trying to break a cycle. She is trying to break a cycle. But the skinnier she got and the more... I don't know, weed it out or whatever you're going to call it, the more her career skyrocketed, right? The more she was popping, the more she was on every, you know. (gasps) So that's where it is so hard because you're like, so my happiness is going down, but then publicly my happiness is actually skyrocketing. Three days she went without eating. That's a mind game, isn't it? And she was more cranky that she didn't make five. Wow. She kept passing out and that's why she had to have something. This is what concerns me when one has daughters, right? Well, I mean, a son and a daughter. Yes. I get that it's a whole different thing for boys, but you look at the girls and think, like, they think that this is normal and this is what they think they should do. Wow. Yeah. And and, uh, if it could be illegal to have all that stuff out there, I would love it because it is just, I mean, I don't know if either one of you have seen on Netflix Social Dilemma. And it's, it's kind of uh, right. Yeah, so yeah. you see that young girl and she posts that picture of herself on Instagram and that help that fills their hearts, I guess that makes them feel worthy. And then that one girl said something about her ear sticking out and she immediately took that picture down. And part of that, I mean, that's also wrong too. Like, why do we feel, and, and again, it's like, we've at that age, it's like, oh, when we make fun of people, it lifts us up better. But really, they're probably struggling too, right? Yeah. I mean, let's face it, but they don't see that at that level. You know, we all put our pants on one leg at a time when we get older. So nobody's better than anybody else. But it's like, you see that and you see, and they they hashtag some of this stuff, Fitspo. And I'm like, this is terrible because, I mean, and they call it, they have fat shame, skinny shame, all this stuff, but it's like, you're putting this out there as it's something that, ex- that is acceptable. That's beautiful. That's worthy. And just like that Victoria's secret model that you said, she got more attention, the thinner she got, but she was at what cost her health, her mental health. She was 
probably shutting down her system. She was passing out. Her systems were shutting down. Like, would you drive your car without any gas in it? You're not going to get real far. No, but we no. do it with our bodies. We do it with our bodies because we're told that that's what makes us acceptable. Exactly. Madness. And, and you just think of like your hair and your skin yeah. and your teeth, all of that. That's it what would have just saying. been crashing. My oh. teeth were, full, uh, my, my hair was falling out. She, oh. she explained it. Like she was definitely yeah. a very positive light to say, this is ridiculous. Don't do that. Um, and then wow. because her, she actually got fired, I was supposed you'd say, because her hips grew half an inch or Are you a, legit? A, a me, a seller. Yeah, it was. It, that, and that's why, because she was like, nope, your hips grew. Oh, so, my God. No, no. So she was very much out there being like, this is ridiculous. And, and like she was saying. Shit. That's what she was saying. Yeah, and like she well. was saying, people say to me, no one was holding a gun to your head. Like, you did it. And she's like, yes, I did it. So I can agree with you. Yeah. But also when you're in this culture and when you're in this, like, you want to get anywhere in life and this is yeah. what I wanted to do. You do the things. Wow. Or in this case, not the things. Yeah. Yeah. You don't eat for three yeah. days. Imagine that, three days. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we talk about, you know, wanting more energy and things like that. You know, I think the thing around weight loss is like, no, you lose weight. You know, you'll have more energy. You'll have this. You'll have this. And, you know, we talk about all these amazing things. that you know, Life's going to change. You will become a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like everything is going to be grand when you lose weight. But I think oh, what you've got to remember is like, um, if you want more energy, stop wasting the time on hating yourself. Yeah. That's a lot of energy you're using up, eh? That is more energy than you'll put into most things because we will hate ourselves yeah. a lot easier than anything else. So yeah. want some more energy, start turning the stuff you got into something productive. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, even, like, with that, you say that, like, stop wasting so much energy on hating yourself. And I'll use, like, if you were to see a picture of yourself as a young child, would you say those things to that young child that you're thinking about yourself right now. And I mean, we are our own worst enemy. So we see our flaws more than anything. And, and even when it gets to be like such an obsession and such a disorder, it doesn't matter what that scale says. It's like, we feel like we need to have it smaller or something else just isn't right. Like for me, I was like, oh, but I still have a stomach or my, my this is too tight or my arms are flabby. And it's like, you're not meant to be like that for your whole life. That that is not what you were put here for. And you're missing out because it's like, I'll be happy when, if I could, and I do, I pose this with my clients that like, well, I would be feel more comfortable and I would feel confident and I would be happier if I lost the weight. And then I pose this question. I'm like, well, can you be happy if you don't lose the weight? Can you feel confident if you no, don't lose the weight? And they kind of are like, No. And I teach them how to, because when you have all of that in order and your health is right and your metabolism is doing what it's supposed to, because you're fueling your body properly, there's a nice side effect that does happen. Should your body need to release excess weight. And then guess what? It stays off. It's not the, I restricted and starved for six weeks, lost the weight for vacation, looked kick ass in the bikini, drank everything on vacation because I fell off the wagon and was bad and ate everything. And then now what? Yeah. Right. There's always that like, now what? Like, do I go back on the diet? Do I want to live like this on and off of a diet for my whole life? What the hell kind of life is that to live? 
what kind of example is that to set? It's crazy to think that we're looking for the next thing. Like, what am I going to punish myself with next? Yeah. Because we don't, what are we not worthy? Do we not trust it? What are we doing? What's happening here? Like no words, right? Absolutely no words. Like talk about like live in this moment of being, of Mm. actually just being and loving yourself. Right. Right. And it's a lot of, a lot of the habits that we've grown to, like we've been accustomed to hearing or knowing. And I'm always like those habits, like certainly if, if weight loss is something you want, or if, if changing your mindset or getting off of that crazy obsession, there's some habits that are going to have to be adjusted, but I'm always like, these habits need to be that we work on that we change, that we adjust, you know, you're pushing out a, an old habit that's maybe not so healthy, whether it be mindset or whatever, and you're bringing in a new one, but it has to be an, a habit that is so simple that it is easy as brushing your teeth or changing your underwear. It can't be something that completely flip turns your life upside down and has you, you know, like I hear all the time. It's like, well, life got in the way. So I fell off the wagon and it's like, life is going to get in the way. So whatever it is that you're doing has to be able to handle life because shit happens in life. Right. And you have to be able to say it happened and tomorrow is another day. You know, like it's, it's people will do this, like, oh, I went on a binge and I ate everything and then I felt guilty. And it's like, that's person A. And after we go through this transformation, if that should happen to you again, you're like, "Mm, all right, tomorrow's another day. Like the guilt isn't there. So it's, is that changing that mindset, changing that habit? And it's not something that it's like, you have to do it this way. Everybody takes it at their own pace. And everybody, I always say like, it's this individualized blueprint that you're getting with this. And yes, it's like a self-paced course that I have, but you get me as coach, right? Like we go over what you've learned at your level because some people learn at different levels. Some people transform at different levels. Some people are starting at a really ugly place because of the damage that they've done to themselves, mind, body, soul, everything of this. You know, like there's people that are like, I, I have to have the lights off and my husband can't see me naked ever. So your relationships are struggling. Work sometimes gets in the, like, there's, there's just so many things that I'm like, how is it that we think that this is okay or normal? Because we see it everywhere, but we see those before and afters and we want that after. Exactly. That is so true. It, it's crazy to me and I have been this person very strongly, but we say, Oh, life just got in the way. Like living is a bad thing. That is what amazes right. me, that we mm. get so cranky about life that do we go, um, hang on a minute, the alternative's not very good. You know, like we just... We, <laughs> it makes we, you suck it up, doesn't it? Well, it does because we get so pissed about life getting in the way and it's like if you're not having a life, you're dead. Mm. Like, right? Exactly. the hell? Right. Yeah, it it does. It gets me so angry. I'm like, listen, there are so many that keep saying, I'm like, I'm pulling back the curtain. I'm bringing out all these secrets that the diet industry is, is keeping from you. Um, because we are stepping up. It's, it's the easiest thing you'll ever do. I always tell people like this program and and what I show you is the easiest thing, yet the hardest thing, 
because we are so overcomplicating it right now with what we think is going to help us lose weight that we're stepping over what it really is. And sometimes it's just these small adjustments that make these huge changes. And I'm like, it's just this compound effect of these changing little habits or understanding what it is that has been holding you back or what these, you know, the myths that the diet has that they're putting out there that you have completely believed and realize like, even though it doesn't work, I'm still going to keep trying it because it worked for so-and-so. And I'm like, but you guys are two different people. We are so, so that's huge. We are so busy looking for the secret and for the <laughs> and the hidden thing that we just haven't yeah. got it yet that we, like you say, step over the things that we actually need to do. You know, like it's like, oh, yeah, but that looks too easy. No, there's got to be something behind here. Yeah, oh, I've got to find the hard way but the easy way. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that quick fix. It, it's just going to like, you know, I'm just going to not eat for the next three days or, you know, like it's just – one of those things that, like you say, and I love the way you put that is like, you know, we're so busy looking for the next thing that we're stepping over the thing that we actually need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in, in that process of like, Oh, I'm losing the weight. We're not really taking care of ourselves. We are not. I'm like, I just don't know where. And I guess, you know, if you look back in like the eighties or whatever, when everything was like obesity and, and heart disease and the way they were promoting weight loss, it's like, it just continues. And, and some of it is, you know, let's look at it as, as a way of, if we're not eating for three days or we're not eating enough, we're messing with our heart. We're messing with our organs. We're messing with our, our functions of our body. So how is that healthy? Weight loss is always like, and it, sometimes I'll yell at the commercials and be like, that's a fucking lie. Like, what is this now? Like, who's coming out with this? And I'm like, oh, great. This is another thing that I have to fight against, you know, because I'm like, this is, and I will, I'll tear them apart. I'll pull them apart. I saw a magazine in a store um, a couple weeks ago and I did a live about this and I have a private group on Facebook called Healthy Living. And I, um, I did it and I was so angry. I'm like, this magazine cover literally said, lose 100 pounds by Thanksgiving. Now, when I looked at this magazine, I'm like, there are 85 days between now and Thanksgiving. I'm like, <laughs> if you do that, like you can do it. Sure. But it's not going to stay off and it's not realistic and it's not sustainable. And you might lose your sanity during all of that. So I'm always like, is it sustainable? How's your sanity? And are you able to live life? And, and I think we're missing out on living life. And I, I was like, before I would have bought that magazine and been like, I'm doing this diet. And I, I went online and I was like, I tried to find the article and I bought the E version of that magazine. So I'm like, I just, I have to tear it apart. And it was kind of like a, it was a bait switch kind of like lose this and you go inside and you look at it and it talks about, it's some kind of six week thing. And some of the things that this guy talked about, I was like, okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. What happens at the end of six weeks? I don't know. Maybe he wrote a book on it. Maybe it teaches you. I don't know. But I'm like, I can't believe a magazine has said that on the cover. Like, lose 100 pounds by Thanksgiving. And the woman in the magazine was like, I lost 100 pounds and I kept it off for 20 years. And I'm like, you are a lion ass because our bodies change. We, we have to accept that our bodies do change. Like, there's going to be times where when we get a little bit more aged, seasoned, older, whatever you want to call it. You know, we just store fat a little bit differently, but when we work on, like I said, that if we continue to try to do it the way we've done it in our twenties, 
we're going to have a harder time with where fat stores. So yeah, we can kind of work on that, but it's like your hips change. Just like the Victoria's Secret model, like her hips got, they, it just changes. I, I can't really scientifically explain it because I'm not a scientist, but it's like, it's supposed to. Yeah, like some things drop, <laughs> you know, some things get smaller, some things get bigger. Like it's, yeah, we just, we can try to tape them up if we want, but it's like, if we can just accept that and then there's nothing wrong with trying to work on being, I'm always like, like my thing was like, I need to work out to lose weight. You know, I need to work out to be lean. I need to work out. So I fit the part of a personal trainer. And then I got to the point where I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, working out is no longer fun for me. Like I was the one who started with the Richard Simmons, you know, infomercial stuff way back when. And I was like, this is fun. And I'm like, when I teach my classes and train my clients in the gym, I'm like, it's fun. They get tortured, right? They get a little sore muscles, but it's like, we're working out to have fun. We're working out to be a little bit stronger. We're working out to be able to do one more push up than we did the day before. Like it's you against you not you against someone who's been doing this for 15, 20 years or someone who you don't know what's going on in their mind. It's got to be fun for me or I'm not doing it. And it became no longer fun because I didn't, I wasn't getting the results I thought I should have been getting after a while from it. So then again, that the stress of that does things to the hormones, right? And when we do those things to the hormones, there's fat stores that go out. Like there's just a whole, like I talk about a lot of that in my program because it, it does go to a deeper level. It's like people don't quite get it, but I, it, it just became like a chore. Exercise should not be a chore. It, I'm sorry. It should be fun. People think I'm crazy. And some people say, well, your idea of fun is a little different than mine, but I had someone just from my class this morning and she said, sent me a message and she said, I just want, you know, that class was really fun today. She's like, it was a little challenging. She said, but I know you always have our best interests at heart. And I was like, this is part of why I do what I do. You know, like that's why I do what I do in the gym. And, and that transformation from that one client of mine, Sean, where she said, Oh my gosh, like she had that aha moment going through my course. And I'm like, and this is why I do what I do over here because I, I want to see people have, I want to see that switch turn in them because I don't want to have to tell them what to do. Because if you're constantly needing to be told what to do when it comes to health, weight loss, all that stuff, you're always going to feel you need to be told. But when you learn and you have that transformation, you can take that with you for the rest of your life. Yes. And that's it. It's for the rest of your life. There's no yo-yo. There's nothing like that. It's not going to be undone in a fortnight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What moment for you really did you, were you sort of taking a class one day and went, holy crap, this is, I don't believe what I'm saying anymore? Gosh, I feel like, so at one time, oh, I can't even, maybe five years ago, maybe it was less than that. I was working with an MLM company that sold workouts and, and diets. And there was a certain person in there that, she let part of her story out and I was like, Oh, this is it. I'm like, she just said this. So I know I can do it because you know, you're afraid. You're afraid to say those things because what will people think about you? Will you lose clients? Will you lose your job? Is it, you know, and I was like, I have to stand in my own truth. I have to pull back the curtain. I have to let it out. And it kind of got to the point where, like I said, where workouts just were not fun. And I'm like, but I, I, I 
originally started working out a long time ago when my kids were little to help with depression and to find my place for me to get that time. And I'm like, that was making me pissed off and depressed again. I'm like, I have to change this. I have to change it. So it was like, I had to come out and say like, this is why I feel this way. And I know you're like, I was like, she just shared that. And so that helped me. So if I really came out into my truth and stood in my power and said, I'm taking a stand for these women. And this is why, you know, because I was struggling with A, B, and C and not seeing results. And then there were some of my clients where I was like, I feel like they're not, it's not fun for them. It's a chore for them. It's like, oh, eat broccoli and rice and chicken. And I'm like, what is that? What They were making us kind of like tell them that this is what they were supposed to eat. And I'm like, that's not cool. Like, don't tell me that I have to eat that. Like, if I want to eat it on my own, cool, I will. But don't tell me that I have to eat it and how much of it I have to eat because I'll be like, oh, no, no. Same thing with restrictions, right? If they're going to say you can't have this, guess what? You're going to freaking want it. You're going to want it. You know, it's like one little bite, I'll be okay. You know, so if there's no foods that are off limits, it doesn't mean you go and eat everything. It just means that you and people don't get this mindset. I'm not telling you to go out and eat everything. I'm not telling you to go out and eat a whole package of Oreos. I'm telling you that it's okay if you want to have a few. Yeah. But understanding all the other things that your body needs just to function as far as nutrition is huge. Because then when you start to do that, you'll be like, oh, I ate one Oreo and it was cool. And like, I was done. Not 27 of them with yeah. a gallon of milk, you know? So there's a lot of things, you know, for me, that was like that turning point where I was like, oh, I have to bring this out because I know I'm not the only one. And so many people were like, you just spoke to me. Thank you for sharing that. And it gets, I was always afraid of like, what if I cry? Now I don't even care. I don't even care. Like it's like, I'm telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And sometimes my clients are like, oh, I kind of didn't like that, but you know what? It, it, I needed to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you what you need to hear. And I'm telling you right now that the diet industry is full of You need to hear that. You need to hear why. You need to hear the secrets, all that stuff. Mm, So, so good. Oh, so true. I just, I just love that, you know, when somebody talks with passion and with such authenticity, you can see it come. Live it, breathe it. Exactly. And here Fiona and I are just sitting in aura of you just being able to speak so well because. I just think how lucky are your kids? Yeah. How lucky are your kids that you are onto this now? And, you know, I think you can see things when it starts to pop up and it starts to play out for them to be able to right. recognize that and go, all right, guys, we're not going to go that way because, the, you know, they might not want to hear how you're going to tell them, but, you know, you need to hear this and this is why we aren't going down that track, guys, because it's right. not going to be healthy for you. Mm, that so is, lucky. Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. Any little words of wisdom that you would love to share any extras, anything that you feel like we haven't covered for you today? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, 20 minutes from now, I'll be like, oh, I should have said that. But I feel like I've just brought it all out there. And I, I appreciate you guys for letting me do that. But I feel like um, we, and I've said this before. So if anybody's like, oh, I, like we just were not put on this earth to count everything that we eat. We were not put on here to stress over the number on the scale. You know, it was like, we were put here to live. And we better start doing that and start, you know, chucking the diets out to the curb because 
it really, it, there's, there's so much more life to be lived outside of a freaking diet. It really is. And, and it doesn't matter if it's like, well, I feel really good like that, but, and, and if you do, then maybe I'm not talking to you. If you've never had to go on any other different kind of diet, if you've been on the same one your whole life and you've never missed out on anything or you've never gained back anything you've lost, then I'm not talking to you. <laughs> but if you're someone who has struggled, you do, you, there's another way. That's just what, I mean, there's just, there's another way. And you do have to be willing to put in some work. You do have to be willing to maybe ugly cry and, and, you know, peel back some layers of some things, but um, you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with you, but you deserve to, to live a life of, of, you know, of vibrancy, I guess. I mean, if if that's what I want to get, like you should enjoy your life. It shouldn't be centered around weight loss. Think th- I think that's cool. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. I that's think that's so important. Yeah, so bloody true. Your life should not revolve around weight loss. No, no. And your size does not define you. I think that's the biggest thing that's really coming yeah, out exactly. exactly. Melanie, where can our listeners find you? Uh, well, they can find me if you go to my website, um, Melanie Sobo. Dot com S-O-B-O. I shortened my name because it's just so long. Um, and you can find my um, Create Your Balance podcast. You can find my blog. Um, you can actually go through there and uh, become a member. This is for women. You can become a, a member of my Healthy Living group. That's where I get a lot of free tips. I go live um, at least once or twice a week with trainings and stuff. I, I offer a lot of stuff. Also, I do have um, a download, which I will share the link. You guys can put it in your show notes of um, where I say pulling back the curtain. It's exposing the seven secrets the diet industry is keeping from you. Mm, that will be good. Yes, yes. that's going to be very interesting. And you I'm sure you'll find everything in the show notes. Yes, exactly. Yes, so yeah, good. definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, Melanie. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you here. And thank you for, for showing up and and being a, a leader in this industry because there needs to be so many more people behind you and it needs somebody like you that's willing to step up. So thank you so, so much. Well, thank you guys for having me. This was a very fun, I always say fun. If it's not fun, I'm not doing it fun opportunity. And I do appreciate you guys taking the time out to ask me all these questions and help me get my voice out there. Thanks for joining us for this episode of YDP. We hope you found comfort in listening to relatable stories from the heart. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you check out our socials on Facebook and Insta.